Hey, it's John Ireland. You know there is no better way to start your Saturday than with the man who replaced Michael Thompson's hip, Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. Don't miss my show, Mason and Ireland, back Monday at 1, all here on 710 ESPN. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. All right. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. I'm Big Clap. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. This is from Outcast. Zach tells me it's the art of storytelling. Great. I don't hear a single word coming out of this song. How much storytelling is going on right here? What a crazy world we live in. Ah, Numbers 877-710-ESPN. I want to tell you another story about surgery, though. In hip surgery, there's so many young patients that I see, and I mean young, like 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds. I'm not just doing implants on your grandmother. I'm doing them on you, young people. And the reason is, is that if you are born where the ball is too big for the socket or the socket is too big for the ball of your hip joint, there's a mismatch. We have a fancy word for it. It's called dysplasia. And very commonly, it's that the ball is too big for the socket. So think about a golf ball on a golf tee. If there's not much of a socket for the ball and socket joint, you really can wear out the cartilage prematurely. And so you can be 38 years old or 42 years old and be limping and disabled. And this week, I had a patient, 42 years old, couldn't walk. Leg length discrepancy, probably half inch short on that side. I love telling the patients. I learned one thing from my dad in carpentry. Measure twice, cut once. To be able to lengthen the leg back to the right length, but not too much. You don't want to lengthen it too much. But to make it equal again is such a pleasure for your lower back. Because if you continue to walk with a leg length discrepancy, it puts strain, particularly if it's more than a half inch, on your lower back. But how do you create a deeper socket for the new ball and socket joint surgery that you're doing? If it's a flat wall, how are you going to make it into a hemisphere, a socket for the ball? This is why I love Michelangelo. Because I literally have to sculpt with special tools, and I just love using power tools, into the flat wall of the pelvis bone and deepen it ever so slightly and then use an implant with technology, believe it or not, that we learn from the dentists. God forbid an MD would give a dentist credit, but we should. We learn from a dentist how to get bone to grow into a titanium implant. So what they do for your teeth, well, we use it in orthopedics. But if I can get that beautiful bleeding bone to accept the titanium hemisphere, even a little bit of it to grow in, now it's locked into your bone. Even though it's not deep, it's part of you. Now the titanium has a roof for the ball of the ball and socket joint that you never had before. And there's another big advance that's happened. And that's in the way the plastic is locked into the titanium shell. For most of my career, you would snap the plastic shell into the metal socket. And that was great. But hips 
could rarely dislocate, and you could also wear the plastic out. How great would it be if the plastic isn't locked in but could move also? That mobility that your joint naturally has. And theoretically, you may wear the plastic out less if it's moving. There's no less friction. So it's called a dual mobility. And that's what I love to use when I do hip surgery on young people and old people. Pretty much exclusively, that's what I use. Dual mobility. What a big advance. And the ball is no longer made of metal. I use a ball made of ceramic. Also with the idea that this will last the rest of your life. So exciting. There's your clapper vision of coming into surgery with me.